It's Zoe Time. Welcome to the Zoe Time Show presented by HoopsandBrews.com. I will be your host for the night, Daniel Belts, and Laker fans, it's it's finally here. The start of the regular NBA season starts Thursday night. We've been patiently waiting since July 1st when the King, when LeBron James signed with us to kind of just play basketball and kind of people respect our team and you know what it's gonna start thursday night it's 72 hours away since i'm recording this on monday night at 7 p.m so in 72 hours from now we will see the king lonzo ingram coos hart rondo and all the other fantastic players that play for the los angeles lakers play the portland trailblazers and hopefully win I'm tired of losing to the Portland Trail Blazers, and it's just it's so exciting for the Lakers to actually be back. And not only to just be back, like, playing games, but you feel the excitement, you feel the buzz, you just feel that positive energy with just how they played in the preseason, how they looked in practice. And man, it's just going to be... I think it's going to be better than what we all expected. I think... Yes, we see all these projections that have the Lakers at like 48 wins or yada, yada, yada. I think we're going to top that, and I just think we're going to be way better than what the experts think. And I just think our young core is going to be just that much exciting as well. And yes, the NBA starts tomorrow night, Tuesday night, but like we don't really care. Like, Let's see. Who plays tomorrow night? I believe the Warriors and the Thunder play tomorrow night. So, I mean, that's a that's a cool NBA game. But, like, again, it's not the greatest franchise in the entire sport history. We don't play till Thursday. So, it's like the real team doesn't play till Thursday. So, the NBA doesn't officially, officially come back until the Lakers play. And I feel that's not being egregious. We're the premier franchise. We are the... Like, we are what people aspire to be. Good every single decade. We've won a title this decade, won it in one last decade. We played in the finals a decade before. In the 80s, we won five. In the 70s, we won a couple. In the 60s, we won a a couple. We're not like the Celtics, who won the majority of theirs in, like, the 60s and 50s and whatnot, and then only have won 30-plus years. No, a lot of our titles have came recently. The majority of the Lakers titles have happened in the modern era of the NBA. So we are the premier franchise. We what you aspire to be. So the real team doesn't play till Thursday. And yeah, Laker exceptionalism is back. Us Laker fans having that positive energy is back. Um, people on the timeline were like, oh, the Laker fans are finally back from five years of not being obnoxious. But us Laker fans, we never took a break from from being not obnoxious. We were still obnoxious even winning 17 games with Robert Soccer. Like, we have been probably just very obnoxious fans from the get-go, and it's only going to get worse from now since we have the greatest player of all time playing with us and basically still his prime. So it's going to be fun, and... Games that don't count are finally over. The preseason ended on Saturday, and the main thing that happened, that I wanted to see happen, happened. Everyone is healthy. We have no injuries going into the season, which is fascinating and just great because of all the injuries that we dealt with last year and how it kind of hindered our record and whatnot. No one's going to jail this year. Um... Yeah, all signs point to everyone's going to be healthy. Lonzo's back, played fantastic in the preseason, the two games that he played. Um, Hart's quad seems to be fine. He just sat at the last game just for rest. Uh, Ingram is supposed to be healthy. I know he kind of like started limping after, I believe it was Lance Steven, fell into the back of his leg, but all reports are that he's healthy, so... We are at full health. We are at full strength. Um, and I just think it's going to be fantastic. Like, we have no injuries on our roster. Everyone's available. We have a very deep team. And it's going to be exciting just to see how Luke Walton plays and, like, 
plays around with the rotations because we all know who we want to start, and that's the young core plus Braun, but I don't think that's going to happen right away. But it'll take time for, I think, Luke to finally realize the best players on this team are the young guys plus LeBron. And especially if they stay healthy, because last year we had... We had an impressive record, I believe, with all the outside things we had to deal with, with all the injuries that we had to deal with. I just believe like we had a very, very impressive record last year. And if everyone stays healthy, we already have, we added the greatest player of all time. So I just believe you mix that player with the kind of young core we had, and we have a deeper bench than we did last year. I think we're going to have a very, very, very good team going into the season, and you can probably tell in my voice with just how excited I am to finally six months of watching Laker games in the summer league and preseason, watching Svi play for Ukraine. Like us Laker fans, we always watch our team regardless, whether if it counts or not, whether it's for the teams or the individual players' national team. One thing you can say about this about us Laker fans is we always seem to care and we always watch the game. So six months of games not counting is finally over. We went April 13th to October 18th. So just a round of applause for everyone that just kind of stayed engaged with the Lakers over the offseason as well. It didn't seem like there was ever a non-interesting time to be a Lakers fan as well because of free agency with who we got, with Summer League watching Josh Hart win, Summer League MVP, with the preseason with... LeBron making his entrance as a Laker great. So, yeah, this is going to be a very entertaining season. There's going to be so much to talk about over the course of the next couple months. Um, and yeah, I just believe that this team is going to exceed expectations and make a lot of people look foolish. And now let's just go ahead and get the show rolling and get into the kind of ordered structure of the podcast. It is now time for the Wild Lakers hot take of the week. And honestly, I do not feel like this take is that hot, even though I believe other fan bases are going to believe that this is a very hot take. But in my opinion, Brandon Ingram will be a top 30 player in the NBA this season and will probably make the All-Star team because he's in LA, because he's playing with Braun, and because we're going to be a winning team by when the votes are due and when coaches make decisions. Uh, the Bleacher Report people just came out with the top 100 NBA players today, and they had Brandon Ingram ranked at number 50, which, I mean, cool. It's just cool to see all the Lakers ranked. We had five of them. We had LeBron at one, Ingram at 50, Lonzo at 54, KCP at 80, and I believe Kuzma at 91. So, like, we had five players in the top 100. That's cool. I would have liked to see Hart in there as well, but... Five's all right. Five's a good number. That's the amount of championships Magic and Kobe won, so each, by the way. And yeah, so I honestly believe Ingram will be a top 30 player probably by the deadline, by the All-Star game, and I mean, after what you after what I saw from him last season, with the impressive months of January and February, and from all the work he has put in the offseason... And you can tell the work he did because it kind of shows in the preseason. You can tell that he's ready to make that jump. And I know you're not supposed to take that many things away from the preseason because it's preseason and players aren't playing that hard and whatnot. But with Brendan Ingram, he is more energetic during this year's preseason than I have ever seen him from the day he became a Los Angeles Laker. And even before that, this is also the most comfortable he's ever looked. Like, he seems to realize he has the tools, he has the skills, he has the basketball IQ to get whatever shot, to make whatever pass, to play defense on whoever. Like, he just looks comfortable. He looks like he's ready to take the NBA by storm. And I've been following his career since the Duke days, and he has never looked this in sync with his motion, with his footwork, with his shot. Like, even his shot just seems quicker and a more of a NBA type release instead of the slingshot that he used to have at Duke so he just looks like he's ready and LeBron has stated that he thinks Ingram is ready as well so this is going to be a very good year for Brendan Ingram and I 
not even going to stop at 30. He might be a top 25 NBA player by April. And just going back to like following players from their college days, it's funny. When the Lakers were tanking, it was like predestined who we were going to select in the 2016 draft and the 2017 draft. Like Before those drafts even happened, the Lakers knew they were needing a wing in the 2016 draft. The only wing that was going to be in the top five selected that was like that amazing at the time was Brandon Ingram. So all of us Laker fans kind of like we still watched Laker games, but we also made a point to watch the Duke Blue Devils play basketball because we kind of felt like, hey, Brandon Ingram is already set in stone to be the next member of the Los Angeles Lakers. So let's just kind of start watching him now. Same thing happened in 2017 with Lonzo Ball. Going into the 2016-2017 NBA slash college season, I think all of us Laker fans are watching UCLA Bruin games as well because it was just destined that Lonzo was going to be a Laker as well. From the hometown kid, the UCLA guy, it just felt like the past, in the 2016 and 2017 drafts, like it was just set in stone who we were taking. So we've watched these kids develop and... Just kind of get more comfortable, more NBA ready, stronger, faster, quicker, more mentally ready. And when I say Brandon Ingram is ready, he's ready. I think he's going to be one of the best small forwards in the league this season. And I guess you can consider him a point forward as well. With him, it's mainly energy because he has the skills, he has the tools, he has the length, he has the height. It's just that energy and Against the Kings, you saw that defensive energy. Against the Warriors, there were times where he wanted to guard the best player. His defensive energy is going to be huge, not only for him, but for our team. Because if he can become our first or second best defender, he is going to be a two-way monster if he can do that down. And the knock on him was he always looked sleepy on the court, or for the idiots out there, they always said that he looked high on his court because of his eyes, but... I'm just ready for him to kind of bring it every game because during the preseason he looked engaged at all times and I just want to see that carry over into the regular season which I believe and I cannot wait to see Brandon Ingram play in the playoff like a playoff type atmosphere when April rolls around and who knows we might be fighting for playoff seating at that time so those games will feel like playoff games as well as when we make the playoffs like I just am genuinely excited for him going into his third year in the NBA and looking engaged all the time being mentally ready you can call that the LeBron effect because I believe he's had every young player on our team just kind of up their effort up their energy and that's great I like I said he's going to be a top small forward in the league and by playoff time I think he's going to exceed expectations I really do believe Ingram has superstar potential and again, he's only 21, and he improved a lot from his rookie to his sophomore season. And I expect a similar jump from his sophomore into his junior year, and just even looking like next year. Next year, he's going to be 22 with playoff experience, with another year of LeBron helping him over the summer. And good God, I think Le I think Brendan Ingram is going to be when he hits. 24-25 top 5 MVP voter each year. I think he has that kind of star power. I think he has that kind of skill set. And once the dust settles in a couple years, I think he will be looked at as the better NBA player over Ben Simmons. And granted, I think Ben Simmons will also be in the conversation of top 5, top 10 MVP voters. I just think Brandon Ingram has it all. Like, offense defense and so does Ben Simmons just he's sort of limited in some aspects like the shooting aspects if Ben with Ben Simmons ever develops a mid-range slash three-point shot he is going to be a monster but I just feel like he might not be able to do that and Brandon Ingram looks like he can dominate in all areas and that's why I'm just giving the slight nod to Brandon Ingram although I do believe Ben Simmons is a very fantastic player and does a lot of things well. And 
yeah, I just I'll speak more on Ingram's junior season and ex- expectations of it a little bit later in the show, like his stats and just what to expect from him personally. And let us go into our next topic, and that's going to be the weekly segment talking about LeBron James. And I've finally come up with a name for the segment, and it's going to be called the King's Era in Staples Center. Now, just to be clear, I'm not saying that he's the king of Staples. I don't want to piss off the Kobe stands that don't like that just don't want to give LeBron like any leeway. Yes, the true king of the true kings of Staples Center are Shaq, Kobe, and Powell. They've won rings in Staples, so they can be called the kings of Staples Center. Just like Magic and Kareem are the kings of the forum. All I'm saying with this title, the King's Era in Staples Center, is that it's LeBron's time to shine in Staples Center. And that's all I'm going to like speak on that. LeBron James definitely does has a chance to be called the King of Staples. It's just he's got to win a ring or two in Staples Center. And we can add him to the official Kings of Staples. He would join Kobe, Shaq, and Powell. And I think that's the respectful way to kind of both like meet the crazy Laker fans, like probably myself, although I do give a ton of credit to LeBron and I've already like leewayed into a LeBron stand myself. Pavi and TPJ pointed that out on the latest Hoops and Brews podcast. Go ahead and give that a listen and a follow as well. But they pointed out, they were like, hey, Daniel, three months ago, you would have been knocking on LeBron's legacy like TPJ was at the time. And now I've done a complete 180. I'm Team LeBron as well, so I believe this like the King's era in Staples Center segment is just like a good way to bridge the gap between those two stands slash fan bases and just meet in the middle. Like I think both of us crazy Laker fans slash the newly bandwagon insane LeBron stands, like we just need to respect each other, respect the greatness of the Lakers franchise that has happened in the past as well as LeBron's past and just kind of come together to make this awesome, amazing future happen where this Laker team plus LeBron is going to take down the Warriors eventually. So we just need to come together, and that's that's what this King era in Staples Center segment is going to be about. We just need to come together and just give expectations on LeBron James. So the most exciting thing about LeBron James playing here, besides... Like, all the hype we're going to get besides the playoff entertainment that we're going to get as well. He still looks like he's the best player in the world. He is still the most skilled, the most talented, the best player in the NBA. Even when he was coasting in preseason, he just seemed to be better than everyone else. Like, he affects the game in so many ways that unless you watch it, you can't tell. And... I, this is probably, let's see, six games that he, no, he played in five games. I can't tell you if I watched five Cav games last year. Like, I don't remember. Now I've seen LeBron in action five times already, and I'm just excited. Like, I can't believe I shunned his greatness for so long, and now I get to see it on a nightly basis when the Lakers play. I get to see it 82 more times this season give or take some games that he might rest so maybe like 77 because he is 33 34 and then you can add playoff games into that as well so high 80s low 90s for the amount of games we'll be able to see LeBron James play as a Laker and for LeBron personally I think that this team helps him get off to his best start ever in the first year with a new team because record-wise his two previous uh, joinings, the teams kind of started off slow. The Cavs went 5-7 and seven in his first year back in 2014 in his first 12 games. And then in 2011 when he joined the Miami Heat, they were 8-7 and seven in their first 15 games. I believe they will get off to a way better start than that. And I'll go over the um, team record prediction a little bit later in the show. And we will go through the first 14 games of the Lakers season. And I will show you and tell you what I believe the Lakers will do in those first 14 games. And 
Just a little bit more about LeBron this season. I expect him to be top three in MVP voting. I actually expect him to be the MVP. Especially if he wins 50 games. Because that's already a 15-win improvement showing the value he has. And, I mean, MVP is most valuable player. So if LeBron James is out there adding 15 wins to a certain franchise, obviously he should be awarded the MVP. I think he'll average... 27 points, which is about the same as he did last year. He'll average 10 rebounds, which is more than he had last year, and that's just going to be because we are going to be playing the small ball version of him at the 5 at times. Um, and just watching in preseason, I don't believe JaVale got many rebounds, so even when JaVale is in the game, LeBron is still going to get rebounds because he's the biggest, fastest, and strongest guy out there. And I believe his assists will come down to 7. Just because Lonzo's going to have the ball. Rondo's going to have the ball. So his stat line looks like 27, 10, and 7. Which is a double-double plus 7 assist. I believe he'll be shooting 55% from the field. 39% from the 3. Which I believe would be his highest. And 79% from the free throw line. If he's able to push that to 50, 40, 80. That would be fantastic. Um... And I also believe he will average 1.5 steals and one block per game. So I expect him to, he's not going to be this game changer on defense anymore, but I expect him to also be better on the defensive end this year than he was in previous stints with the Cavs. And honestly, I just really believe us Laker fans are going to be blown away with just how great that this guy is at the game of basketball. Like again, I said earlier, I didn't see LeBron James play that many regular season games. I only basically work and then focus on Laker games and didn't catch much Cavs games. So now that LeBron is here, I just believe all of us kind of had that same thing happen to us in the past as well, where we just didn't put much time into watching LeBron James. And now that he's here, he is going to be fantastic and we'll kind of relive the Kobe 2012-13 season with him. And just how great Kobe was that year. It's been five, six years since we've had a player of that caliber. And LeBron's here, so let's just embrace him. And just not even like his actual skill set. Just one of the best things I've seen like LeBron James do already. Is just how much he's building up our young guys. And just how much he's like giving them confidence. Not tearing them down. And just talking them up. I just, I love it. I think that will go a far way with kind of building up their um, confidence in themselves. Is going to help LeBron James in the playoffs, not only this year, but for years to come. I believe the more positive he is with these kids, instead of kind of like saying it's LeBron plus etc. Instead of just, and he's embracing the team aspect, it seems. We'll give them confidence. We'll have them feeling more uh, just better about themselves and what they bring to the actual team. And for those young kids like Lonzo, Kuzma, Ingram, and Hart, like getting that vote of confidence from the GOAT just has to do wonders for them mentally. Like Basketball is almost as much mental as it is like with your skill set. And if that helps Lonzo like become a better shooter in his mind, that's going to help him become a better shooter on the court. So I'm just excited with how... LeBron James just kind of meshes with these young kids and kind of helps them reach their potential a little quicker because, like, the word on the street was, like, LeBron didn't really mesh well with, like, young kids that he had um, the Timberwolves trade for Wiggins and give the Cavs Kevin Love. He and Kyrie never seemed to get along with the whole, like, father-son type thing. I believe LeBron's going for more of a big brother slash little brother um, feel with these young kids, and I'm just excited for that. Now it's time for the big shit popping and little shit stopping portion of this podcast, which is a clever way of saying what I like and what I don't like. And big shit popping is a segment for the things that were encouraging. Little shit stopping is for the things I didn't like seeing. And yes, it is an ode to the great artist that is known as T.I. Um, T.I. had some of the greatest songs when I was like growing up as a kid. Like, what you know about that probably 
top 10 favorite songs I've ever listened to. Um, and yeah, just shout out T.I. Keep making music. Keep wearing your hat sideways and keep talking that talk. Now, like I stated last week, I like to get the negatives out of the way first and end on a positive note. I just like to feel happy after I've talked for five to ten minutes about a certain thing. So let's start for the little shit stopping portion, and that's... Like, okay, I don't hate Rondo. I actually am starting to like Rondo as a Lakers player. That goes back to the 08 Celtics year when the Celtics beat the Lakers in the finals. It's just, I don't like that it seems like Rondo is going to start the season. I I get it. He's been healthy the entire preseason. Luke's been talking him up. Rondo has this insane basketball IQ. He definitely does have a leadership presence as well. But if you just watch the game, you will see that Lonzo, in my opinion, impacts the game in many more ways than Rondo. And hopefully this is just a temporary thing. Like many other Laker fans have noted on the Twitter timeline, they think that it's going to be not if Lonzo takes back the starting job, it's just when. It's when Luke feels comfortable, and hopefully it's quicker than what Randall had to go through last year with Larry Nance starting over him. I want to see within two to three weeks that Lonzo is starting at point guard. Another little shit... Uh, stopping is the second unit defense and technically we weren't stopping anybody so I'm not that how would you put this I'm not that uh, thrilled with what I saw with the switches on defense and like the communication and this is mainly talking about Michael Beasley and Lance Stevenson and Rondo and JaVale which Rondo and JaVale might not be a part of the second unit, but when they play with the second unit, it's a disaster. And this is sometimes Kuz is at fault as well. But our second unit just gives up just way too easy of baskets. And it looks like, one, they don't care at times, and two, they just lack the ability to play defense. And we give up a ton of easy buckets. What I'm nervous is for... When LeBron and the starters come out, is our second unit going to be able to outscore the other team? Because we're not going to stop them. So all we have to focus on is outscoring. And when the shots aren't falling and the level of defense that unit is playing, we're going to be giving up the leads that LeBron, Ingram, hopefully Lonzo, hopefully Hart by like January. And I don't know if I said Ingram, but when they leave the court, that second unit is going to be losing the lead if they continue the trend that I've seen through preseason. And look, I get it's preseason. And I get that the team is getting used to each other. Those second unit players have never played together. But with veterans, they should at least have an understanding on switches and communication, none of which I saw on the defensive side. So that's very worrisome. And I hope that we get that fixed sooner rather than later because in the west it's going to be a gauntlet for playoff seeding so we need to take care of that quickly to try and win as many games for the jump as we can and the last little shit stopping portion is the lack of attempts from three we were a league low in attempting threes in the preseason we took 22 per game and like i get it we play with pace and that led to a lot of easy twos and transition and I get that a lot of our players are more comfortable with taking layups than taking a three-pointer, but we shouldn't be dead last in the league with attempts. Like We should at least be in the 20 to 15 range, which I think will be fine. We aren't going to be this gunslinging three-point team like the Warriors or Rockets because we don't have the personnel, but we just shouldn't be last place. And... Like, you're not going to outshoot the Warriors, like I just mentioned, but again, we shouldn't be last in attempts. Somewhat encouraging, somewhat not, was we were 20th in the league for three-point percentage, though, at 32.6%. I hope that rises. I want to see the team at, like, 37 36%. And that would probably be, like, 12 to 8 range for, like, league standing, so... 
Again, hopefully the percentage in the attempts improve during the season, but that's very just a little a little scared for lack of attempts from three since the league has moved to a three-point shooting league instead of mid-range slash layups because, yes, threes are worth more than twos, so the more threes you take, the higher chance you have at scoring more points, so it is what it is. Let's get to the big shit popping portion, which is the positive, kindness, just energetic portion of the podcast when we talk about things that I liked. And that is Zvi and Bonga. They played exceptionally well in the last game of the preseason against the Warriors. They looked... Bonga, I'll just talk about Bonga. Bonga looked... That was the best I've ever seen him play. And after the terrible summer league that he had with traveling every other play that he touched the ball. It looked like he had a down summer, but this preseason he's looked very well, and that game against the Warriors, he looked fantastic. He had 12 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists, and he just looked to be the 18-year-old project that Magic and Polinka took a chance on, because he looked he looked very NBA-ready at that time. I know it was against other G-leaguers probably as well, because I believe Bonga will play in the G-league this season, but he just looked to be head and shoulders like against same competition he stood out, and that's great. Svi had 22 points in that game and 4 assists. He shot the ball fantastically. He showed you that he's more than just a shooter as well. He had four assists, he rebounded well, he created for others, he dribbled, he made all the smart passes. I think he had a bunch of hockey assists as well, and that's when you pass to the person who gets credit for the assist. And both those two players have so much talent combined that I believe when they play for the South Bay Lakers this season, they are going to destroy other G League teams. And that's not far-fetched, although I don't know how long Zvi will be in South Bay since he probably would be a very good end-of-the-bench player in the NBA. Um, Lonzo is healthy and back, and he still looks as good as advertised. That three-point shot is dropping, and it looks fantastic. It looks not that different from... Um, last season but you can tell that the shot is a lot quicker he seems more confident in taking it and yes the first shot was an air ball from three but i believe he made his next three threes so that's fantastic defensively he's our best player and he's i don't believe that's far-fetched saying that a second year player is your best defender he looks as good as advertised on defense he deflects the ball very well he has his hand basically up when he's closing out on defenders he's 6'6 so that length affects their shot he chases well through screens it's just when he can't get through the screen the other player has to switch and that didn't happen in the preseason so it led to some easy baskets but that's just a lack of communication um there was a player too where he Made it difficult for Kevin Durant to shoot. Kevin Durant missed. He did the same for Klay Thompson. He missed. So I'm just so glad that Lonzo looks to be healthy. His knee seems to be 100%. He's getting some of that bounce back. And he definitely does look as good as advertised. Kyle Kuzma finished the preseason very strong. As a read NBA from Twitter, go ahead and follow him as well. He gives you a lot of very good... Lakers takes, as well as he's a definite Kuz fan. He noticed that Kyle Kuzma finished the preseason strong. He came up with these statistics. So for his per 36 after the first two games, so the final four games of the preseason, Kyle Kuzma's per 36 numbers were 26.3 points and 45% from the field. Very impressive. Um... He definitely was a reason why the Lakers did win two of the games against the Warriors, and he looks to kind of have that, how would you say it, with Kuzma, it's a very 
when he's scoring, he's energetic, both on offense and defense. When he's not scoring, he kind of it's not pouting. It's just he doesn't look confident. And when he doesn't look on when he, when he doesn't look confident on offense, you can tell it drops defensively defensively as well. So when he's scoring and being that energetic sixth man this season, we're going to be a very scary team. Still worried about his defense, but in the right rotation, our team will be able to kind of like hide him on defense while he kills it on offense. And that's going to be insane because when he's able to kind of just take it easy on defense and then just light it up on offense, he's going to be a very, very important piece to this Lakers team. Now, there will be no individual player segments this week. Um, just kind of not that much to talk about since, like, individually, no player played that much in the final two games of the preseason, and I'd rather focus on, like, team, uh, team-centered team segments this week. So we're going to have two team segments this week. One's going to be the team record prediction, and the next one will be the Young Core's stat prediction. And for the team record prediction, I'm just going to go down the list of the first 14 games we played and give you whether we win that game or lose that game and like sort of a reasoning why. And like I told you earlier in the podcast, I believe this team will have the best record that a LeBron-led team will have in the first year of him joining. And don't be shocked by the amount of wins that I predict because, yes, I am a very biased Laker fan, but I have some solid reasoning behind it. And from how we played in the preseason, we definitely do look hungry. We definitely do look ready. And I believe we're going to, again, just shock the world with how great we are from the get-go. And we'll start with Thursday night's game against the Portland Trailblazers in Portland and just quick shout out to not even a shout out just rest in peace Paul Allen the owner of the Portland Trailblazers very good dude very loved in Portland um, definitely made a great basketball vibe in that city and passed away today so just rest in peace to him condolences to his family and that place is going to be rocking on opening night they're just going to feel that energy from his passing and that's definitely going to be a very hard game to win for the lakers but i i do think we start the season off with a win i think lebron is here to send a statement and i think the lakers are are ready to send a statement as well because we haven't beat the portland trailblazers in 15 games I don't think they want to extend that record to 16, so I definitely do think the Lakers win opening night. And that would have us at 1-0. Also, last year, I believe the Lakers only played one game in Portland. Lonzo didn't score that game. I was at that game. Damian hit the game-winning shot, I believe, over KCP. And that was after KCP hit a three to tie it. So I definitely do believe Lonzo's going to kind of he'll probably be coming off the bench, but he's going to be hopefully scoring more than zero points this time in Portland. And who knows, maybe he plays so well in game one that he starts game two, but we'll see. Um, I also think Ingram is going to be very good that game as well because the Portland Trailblazers don't really have small forward slash power forward depth. They've got Dame, CJ, and that's about it. And they have, like, Nurkic playing. So that's the Portland Trailblazer team is Dame and CJ. They're both too small to guard LeBron or Ingram. I believe they're both going to just have fantastic games. So game two, at home, that's our home opener. It's against the Houston Rockets. And, yes, I know the Houston Rockets were the best regular season team last year. Yes, I know the Rockets took the Warriors to seven games, but... I don't think LeBron's going to lose his home opener. Like, I just don't. And I don't think the Lakers are going to lose their home opener. Again, if we're looking at, like, positional matchups, I don't think the Rockets have the personnel to stop LeBron and Ingram. Like, I believe LeBron and Ingram are going to be a fantastic duo, and they're going to run through the league. And I just don't think the 
Rockets have the defense to stop them with Chris Paul, James Harden being two of their premier players. I know P.J. Tucker is still there, but I don't think he's going to be able to stop LeBron James. Capella might make it tough with um, him being around the rim and Ingram liking to finish around the rim, and Capella is a rim protector, so Ingram might struggle this game. He might not. It's just I believe we definitely do win. Um, I think this is a game where the vets kind of help the Lakers win it. I think this is a, this is a very good game from Rondo. I think JaVale gets a double-double, 10-10, double, and 10, and maybe Beasley has a statement game as well, like kind of him saying, you know what, yes, I sucked in preseason, but I'm going to get buckets off the bench and help you guys win this game. So, yes, it's 2-0 and against two playoff teams from last year to start the season. Game three against the San Antonio Spurs. I think this is a easy win, but with a Greg Popovich coach team, you could never know. I just think the San Antonio Spurs are dealing with too much injuries at their uh, point guard position. I'm not sure if Rudy Gay is going to be playing in this game. Last I checked that he had some soreness around his ankle, and after his... I believe he had an Achilles injury a couple years ago, so I believe they're going to take it slow with him. And I think Kuzma has a big game in San Antonio in helping us kind of get this W. I think he scores 20 points this game, and I just believe that's going to happen due to their lack of defense from the San Antonio bigs. Even if Rudy Gay plays, he's not that great defensively. LaMarcus Aldridge, not that great defensively. Pau Gasol, not that great defensively. I'm not sure what the scattering report on Jakob Portal is, but I just believe Kuzma is going to be fantastic this game. Game four against the Phoenix Suns win cakewalk. I don't believe this is a game at all. I don't believe in the... I, I do think Devin Booker is going to be this great player, but I don't think the Suns currently constructed pose any sort of threat to the Lakers at all. Um, I think this is the game where Ingram gets 30-plus points. Um, he'll be matched up with Josh Jackson. I think Ingram will take him to school. I don't know who the point guard is for the Phoenix Suns, so I think this might be like last year's game when Lonzo destroyed the Suns. I believe this will be a big game for Lonzo as well. And defensively, Josh Hart has a huge chance to make an impact in this game with kind of making it difficult for Devin Booker to score. So I believe this will be a very um, young core-aided win, kind of countering the vet-aided win against the Rockets. Game 5 against Denver. Um, I think we win. There's some sort of dumb rivalry brewing between... I wouldn't even say it like us. It's Nugget fans wanting to make it a rivalry uh, after Jamal Murray dribbling around Lonzo and then the whole game where the Lakers beat the Nuggets when IT made that play against Jokic and made him look silly. So I just believe the Lakers win this game. And yes, the Lakers start off 5-0 and in my opinion. Again, that's just my opinion. And... Again, the Nuggets don't have anyone to stop LeBron James and Brendan Ingram. I just believe, like I said, like two minutes ago, I just think Ingram and Braun are going to team up and just make a lot of people look foolish for when they said Brendan Ingram will be playing in China or uh, Brendan Ingram is only a 2018 version of Travis Outlaw. I think our first loss comes Game 6 against the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, the Spurs are normally great at home. That's where we'll be playing them. And, shit, dude, I forgot DeMar DeRozan was on the Spurs. I think he has a really good game, and I just think we kind of are snooze at this point after going 5-0. Game 7, we'll be playing the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think that's an easy win because I don't think Jimmy Butler will be there. And even if he's there, I don't know how well that team is going to like mesh I think this is a big game by Josh Hart. I think he gets a double-double. Um, Ingram's also going to win the personal matchup against 
Brandon Ingram. LeBron's going to win the personal matchup against Taj Gibson. JaVale will make it tough for Carl Anthony Towns. And who's their point guard? Jeff Teague. I think this is also a game where Rondo plays very well. Game 8 against the Dallas Mavericks. Easy win. Mavs are... I said this on the Hoops and Brews latest podcast. I definitely do think Harrison Barnes has a dark horse chance of making the All-Star team. But I think this is another game where I think Ingram shuts him down defensively. And then I think Ingram kills him offensively. I think this is going to be a statement game for Ingram. I think he's going to want to shut down the small forward and outscore him every time. I think Ingram's going to take it personal every single game to kind of just people on notice. I also think Lonzo outduels Dennis Smith Jr. This is the first Lonzo Ball triple-double I'm going to call. Game 8 against the Mavericks. You've heard it here first. Lonzo Ball will get his first triple-double of the season against the Dallas Mavericks. I think LeBron James also flirts with a triple-double. Again, LeBron James is a mismatch for every single player in the league. And it might not reflect it on the score, but I definitely do think Rondo sends a message to the Mavericks this game. It might be like a hard foul. It might be some shit talking to Rick Carlisle. He might get thrown out of the game. But I think he sends some kind of message to um, the Dallas Mavericks after letting him go a couple years ago during a playoff game. Uh, Game 9 is at Portland again. Definitely don't think we win both games at the Rose Garden because, or now it's the Moda Center, but I just don't think we win two games in Portland this season, so that's a that's another loss. I think Dame goes for 35 points. He has that crowd just enthusiastic. Um, I think CJ McCollum plays very well, and I think Nurkic kind of clowns JaVale that game. And then the following night, game 10, we play the Toronto Raptors, so that would be the second game in two nights for the Los Angeles Lakers against two playoff teams and I think that's a loss as well. I just believe the Vets will be a little bit too tired with LeBron at 34 with Rondo at his old age and I don't think the young guys can carry that game against the Raptors just yet. Although I do think it'll be very close. I think Ingram tries to keep up with Kawhi Leonard but Kawhi Leonard kind of puts on a show against the Lakers. Um I think Lowry also kind of, he's not going to put on a show against Lonzo, but he's going to kind of just show Lonzo. He has a bit longer to go, but I do think Lonzo holds his own. It's just I think Lowry and DeRozan kind of school Ingram and Lonzo. And I don't think the addition of LeBron will make it close in this game because it's going to be on a back-to-back. And I think I think Kuzma might struggle with this game as well because the... Raptors have a ton of talent on their second unit with wing depth, with OG and Unaboy, with Pascal Siakam. Like the Toronto Raptors just are a very deep team who are going to be a very good team in the East. Game 11, game 11 against the Minnesota Timberwolves, W. I just don't fear this team, especially if LeBron ever gets matched up at center versus Carl Anthony Towns, or as TPJ likes to call Carl Anthony Towns, Carl Anthony Timid. I just don't see that fight in Towns just abusing LeBron on the offensive end, and then I think that just helps Hart, Kuz, Ingram, Lonzo get going. Game 12 against the Sacramento Queens. Um, I think LeBron gets a triple-double this game. Another win. Lonzo outduels Fox. Um, I don't think any of the Kings' young bigs do well that game. I just... I don't see the Kings beating us at all this season. Um, game 13 for the Atlanta Hawks. Easy win. Our South Bay Lakers could beat this team. Like, I'm not even kidding. Travis Ware looked amazing in the last preseason game. So, do not. Fe- I don't fear shitty teams anymore. I think we should either sweep them or at least win 2-1, 3-1 head-to-head. Uh, game 14 is the Portland Trailblazers. This will be the last game in the stretch that I will predict um, when. I think Josh Hart shuts down CJ McCollum this game. I, def- I think KCP also plays very well this game. I think it's going to be 
very guard heavy this game. I think Lonzo plays well as well. And then obviously I think Braun plays well every single, I think Braun plays great every game that we have this season, but I just believe this will be a very guard driven game. And I think the Lakers will win their home opener against the, not home opener, but the first game at home against the Blazers. This will be the third game that the Lakers face Portland in 14 games. So yeah, they will have the early 2-1 advantage head-to-head -head against the Trailblazers, and that would be what? The Lakers would be 11-3 in the first 14 games. That is insane. Um, I don't even know the last time we were 11-3. If we start 11-3, I... You might have to block me if you do not like the Lakers because I will be talking so much shit. Man, if we're 11-3, that means everything has gone right. Ingram will be an all-star. Lonzo will be first-team all-defense, and that'll be kind of our next topic. So you heard it here. We're going to go 11-3 to start the season. I might be wildly wrong. Like, Pavi and TPJ had the Lakers at 8-6. I'm 11-3. I'm a Lakers fan, so I gave us an extra three games. I'm biased. But you heard it here first that we'd go 11-3. Next segment is going to be kind of like a quick rundown of the expectations stat-wise from the young core. And this was asked by Official-BP. Um, thanks for being a fan of the show. Thanks for always engaging with the podcast, both listening and tweeting at us basically weekly. And thanks for the topic idea as well. We'll start with Brendan Ingram. I think he averages 20 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 1.5 steals, and 1 block per game. He's going to shoot 48% from the field, 38% from the 3, and 78-80% to 80 from the free throw line. I believe he's going to be an all-star this year. And, yeah, I've talked about Ingram a lot. He went quickly from, I think he has all-star potential to where I think he has superstar potential. Now, I, I'm i normally hesitant with jumping to conclusions with young players and kind of like having the sky is a limit type approach with them. Like, I didn't do that with Clarkson, didn't do it with Randall, didn't do it with D'Lo, didn't do it with Nance. Ingram is the first young player that I'm allowing myself to say, you know what, he's going to be a superstar for all of the things he does well on offense and then the jump he's going to make defensively. Lonzo is going to average 12 points, 9 rebounds, and 9 assists, 2.5 steals, and 1 block. Now, this is what he'll average as a starter. I don't know what his end-of-the-year stats are going to be if he doesn't start that many games, but when he starts, I believe he'll average very close to a triple-double, especially when we play small because he is a very good rebounding guard. That's why he'll get 9 rebounds. Um... The 9 assists might be high due to Rondo and LeBron on the team, but with the pace and just how well we run in transition, that's why I'm going to put it at 9. Um, 12 points, probably knock down 2 threes per game, and then the rest will come from the field or the free throw line. And he'll average 12, 9, and 9, 2.5 steals in one block. He'll shoot 43% from the field, 36% from 3, and 65% from the free throw line. All improvements from last year. And I do believe he's going to make the first team all defense. Uh, Kuzma. I just want to see improvements on the defensive side of the ball, but you are going to average 18 points, 5 rebounds, and 1.5 assists. You're going to shoot 47% from the field, 38% from 3, and 75% from the free throw line. You are going to be in the running for 6th man of the year, and... I think Kuzma looked tired at times in the preseason just because of, I think he, overworking is not the right word to say because you can never overwork on your skill set, but I just believe he was in the gym the entire summer and his legs aren't like dead, but I believe once the NBA season kind of starts, he'll kind of have like a, uh, I think he'll actually have more rest during the NBA season than he did over the summer because you're not going to probably practice every day. You're going to get some time off for flights or like just like a day off here and there. So I definitely do think 
Kuzma will be more fresher during the NBA season. And I believe the conditioning he did over the summer is going to pay off extremely well over the season. So 18-5 and 1.5 is Kuzma's stat prediction. And Josh Hart. This is just kind of like a ballpark prediction. prediction. Because if he starts, I think he'll have a little bit more than what I'm going to say. But I believe he's going to average 11 points, 6 rebounds, and 2 assists. He's a very good rebounding guard slash forward. Um, he's not going to have that high of assist as Kuzma's only going to average 1.5 and, and Hart will average 2. Um, but I definitely do think Hart gets 1.5 steals and maybe at 1 block per game. I'm not sure. I Earlier when I said LeBron might be a part of the 50-40-80 club, it's not as, ac- it's not as exclusive as the 50-40-90, but the 50-40-80 club is still kind of cool. I believe Hart will be in that. I believe he'll be shooting 52% from the field. 40% from three, and 83% from the free throw line. He showed that he can knock down his free throws in summer league and preseason. Uh, I believe he hit 39% from three last year. He's going to have Rondo and LeBron, as well as Lonzo from last year, giving him open looks from three. And he's a very good finisher on the rim, so that's why his field goal percentage is going to be that high. So I'm expecting huge th- things from this young core. If we combine all the points together, that's 32, 50, 61 points in total from this young core. Give LeBron 27 per game to make the 88. And then the rest of the points will come somewhere. Um, And yeah, that's the end of that segment. Talk about the next segment. Just like a quick recap of um, last week's predictions. Since there are... um, I already gave you guys the team prediction with the next 14 games. There's not really else to there's not much else to predict going into this week, so there will be no prediction segment just like for this week. But we will review last week's um, predictions that I had. Um, I said that the Lakers would go two and zero against the Warriors in preseason. I was right. Um, the surprising thing was that Steph Curry and Klay Thompson played in both games with Draymond Green playing in the last game. And KD sat out that one. KD played in the first game while Draymond sat out that. So three of their big four played, as well as Iguodala played in the first game as well. So I was surprised at the amount of starters that the Golden State Warriors played. And, I mean, the Lakers starters did outscore the Warriors starters in the first game. Uh, We were up by four in the first half. And that was also something I was right about. I just wanted to say that the Lakers starters would outscore the Warriors starters to kind of, you can't send a message in preseason, but you can kind of say, hey, you know what? We have the right talent as well. So I was right to the Lakers. We go 2-0 against the Warriors. Very happy we did. We have not lost to the Warriors in the LeBron James era of Lakers basketball. Yes, I know it's preseason and it doesn't count, but I'm going to talk that shit regardless. And I was right as well with the starters outscoring the Warriors. That's... Perfect. I don't know how seriously the Warriors took this game. Hell, I don't even know how seriously some of our Lakers players took this game. But when it counted, the Lakers outscored the Warriors starters. And LeBron hit that beautiful 35-foot buzzer-beating shot at the end of the half. And it looked amazing. I was partially wrong about Josh Hart. I said he would sit out both games against the Warriors. He sat out the last one, but he did play in the first one, which... I'm surprised our training staff allowed that because we are very hesitant with our injuries and how players like recover with it and we're more on the precautionary side. So I was surprised that they let him play in the first game, but it seems to be healthy. Perfect. Um, and that'll be it for this week's episode of the Zotime podcast. I hope Mo Wagner is back to playing NBA basketball soon like practice wise he was playing three on three today you can see the knee brace in some of the pictures and i feel like he's been lost in the sauce with this laker team since there's so much going on that he doesn't get any like um airtime or any like recognition but i'm the center position is weak i was surprised that the lakers cut jonathan williams while keeping zubak because williams did outplay zubak in the preseason so Maybe they're expecting once Wagner's back and healthy that he'll take Zubak's spot. 
we'll see. Um, again, make sure you follow at Zotime Podcast on Twitter. I'll be live tweeting every game this year, just like last year. I'll be giving you my analysis, some jokes, some shit talking to the other team, and maybe at times some like instant video analysis. I'm not sure quite yet how to do that and how to do that effectively because whenever I upload a video to Twitter, it's hella blurry. I don't want that. So yeah, just make sure you're following that. Follow along, send me questions, send me comments, send me whatever the hell you want. I cannot wait until Lakers love is all over the timeline again, especially after win, after win, after win. I'm excited to see other Laker fans talk that talk. Uh, you guys know who you are that talk shit. I, you guys are some of the funniest people I follow. And yeah, just keep it up. Keep that same energy when we're destroying these teams. And until the next time we speak, let's beat the fucking Blazers and go Lakers. <laughs>